Hello, and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hello, hello, hello! This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Little Women. This is the latest adaptation of Louisa May Alcott's classic novel. This film also marks writer-director Greta Gerwig's follow-up to her Oscar-nominated Lady Bird. The IMDb plot summary reads, Four sisters come of age in America in the aftermath of the Civil War. This movie has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, made about uh, $29 million over the Christmas holiday. So this is generally a well-received film. This is a this is a hit movie, you know. Before we before we dig into this, yeah. let's uh, let's just talk about Greta Gerwig for a minute. She broke out in Noah Baumbach's Greenberg almost ten years ago. She's appeared in a number of his films, like Francis Ha and Mistress America, uh, where she's also a co writer. And uh, 2017, she made a leap into directing with Lady Bird, uh, which got her an Oscar nomination for her directing work on that. Did you like Lady Bird? Hated Lady Bird. <laughs> I mean, I, I I dislike Greta Gerwig a lot because I hate her dialogue. I hate how she makes her characters talk really, really fast. And it's really, really annoying and acting like they're elitist and like they are these, oh, my God, I'm so important, but I'm going to whine about it and I need to find my way. And it drives me well, crazy. I think everyone kind of goes through that a phase like no, that. It. It's, called, but, it's called, called your 20s, yeah, right? Okay. You feel like uh, like the writing is a little a little artificial. It is very artificial. Like the dialogue, the dialogue feels a little phony. Yeah, okay. like nobody would say what she writes. Like I think Lady I, I'm Bird, not a fan. I think Lady Bird comes from a personal place. It's I just yeah. thought it, you know she was just so whiny. But she grows she grows up a little bit by the end. I mean, we not you, don't, you really. don't feel like that's re- relatable. Where you're kind of like a whiny teen. You know, I mean, through yeah, one, I mean, at least one period of your life, everyone's of course, kind of a whiny team. I, I, yeah. I was a hellion on heels. Sure. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I gave it a rewatch, and I think it still it holds up. I mean, it's nice and short. It's got that going for it. It's not long. It's not rambling. It's It's got some good performances. It's well observed. It's not rambling. The whole movie is a fucking <laughs> ramble. It's mind. under 100 minutes. So we're keeping the rambling at least to a minimum. I think I'm the only one in this in this thing, because even, even my dad... I mean, he loves this movie, and I'm just... It has a lot of well-observed, humorous details that feel honest, uh, and like they're pulled from real life. But here's the thing, I mean, it was a very modest movie, you know, it was very kind of like low-budget, sort of scrappy, independent movie, and Little Women represents a bigger leap, just in terms of, I mean, she's making a period film, she's working with a big studio, that, that was a that was a much smaller movie. It is a big leap, but it's it's in her genre, She, I think she likes the female stories, and I mean, I don't think the world was wanting this new adaptation, because the 94 movie was amazing. That's, yeah, that's probably the last major theatrical adaptation, I mean, this book has been adapted countless times, if you count like TV versions, film versions. But yeah, that 94 version, it had Winona Ryder, Susan Sarandon. That's the version. Claire Danes. like Christian Bale. That's the one I'm familiar with. And that is a great movie, 100%. I am not. I haven't read the, the book, oh. but it's easy to see why this is classic material, just based on that movie. That, that's, a, that's a great movie. So the, the book and the movie, the 94 movie, went hand in hand. It seems, like, yeah, it seems like I, a faithful felt, adaptation. 
I felt like the 94 movie really represented the March family and represented Lori and Frederick and the story. And the story is just about, the, you know, the March family and just their struggles in like post-Civil War era. And well, it's not just about that, but it, it's a, I mean, about they're growth, obviously doing well. Growth. They've got a nice house. I mean, you know, they're... Well, when we come into their story, they're kind of on down times. Yeah, they're right? on down times because the dad went off to war. Right. I mean, yes, it has that, you know, struggling, you know, You struggle mentality. to the, high, the highs and lows But of that's life. not the movie that I that I see. That's not, that. that's like a, a point, you know, just to set the mood. What's the story's significance to you? Like, what what do you get from, from the story? You've read the book. I did read the book. And, you know, the mother, you know, was raising these four girls all by herself, really. But the mother really taught the women to think for themselves, to be themselves, to achieve what you want to achieve and go for it. Achieve on their own. Set on, out on, on their, their own. own. Yeah. With, I mean, without the need of a man. And, and Sure. You know, my mom, single mom, I mean, she taught, I mean, these are the things that she taught me growing up. Was that a major theme of the book? Like, girls don't need a man? It wasn't. That's not That's not a major theme no, I took from the movie. No, 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 no. You could say that's a major you, theme of Greta Gerwig's version. It is. It, I mean, it is. But no, for I didn't me, get that from looking as a, as a woman, like, yes, they're growing up in hard times and different times, but it's just these four girls, four sisters who love each other who have different passions in life and, and figures out how to achieve those passions. You know, there they go was, their separate ways, but they, they, go they come their, together they again. They go their separate ways and they come together yeah. again. They come together in not so good circumstances. Yeah. But for me, it was a lot about teaching women independence and not having to be that sex figure. You know, in all the movies, you know, in the 90s especially... You sure. know, a lot of these women were just put in these movies as a sex symbol. And yeah, it's little, really little women just really taught us. <laughs> little how, women is not a sexy story. No, it's not. <laughs> but it, it taught women that it, that it's okay going through life without. Without a guy. Without a guy. Or with a guy. Or with a guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just about these women following their yeah. passions. And wherever that they lead is wherever that they lead. Yeah. I mean, it was about, you know, Joe go, wanting to be a writer, but it was a man's world. Nobody would pay attention to what she was writing. And the kicker and the difference is, is that in the, in the book, she was writing stories under a man's name. And that's how she was selling it. She didn't go into the publisher's office. I mean, she just did this the, via mail. Was that in the 94 version? Yeah. That was, that was part of the 94 version? Yeah. Okay. And they don't include that in this version, mm -hmm. in Greta Gerwig's version. No. So, okay. Yeah, I guess with that out of the way, what, what did you think of this version uh, by Greta Gerwig? It was so miscast. Who was miscast? Know? Timothy, whatchamacallit, <laughs> who plays Lori. Timothy Chalamet. I mean, Timothy Chalamet is coming up against Christian Bale. Like, let's sure. be real. There is no freaking comparison. Well, Christian Bale, even back in 94, Christian Bale could give the presence of a grown man. He can. Timothy Chalamet looks and acts like he's going so through puberty in front of your eyes. I, he, he can't even grow a beard. <laughs> I mean, this is he's, this is something like he, he can't even grow a freaking beard. <laughs> 
But, you know, in the book... He's it, a popular actor. Timothy Chalamet, he's an up-and-coming actor. He's a good actor. I get it. But he's not Miss, for this movie. Well, you need an actor who can, at least at one point in the story, look like a man. Yeah. That's not Timothy Chalamet. Well, no. I mean, it could have been Timothy at the at the early parts. Early part, yeah. And then when it comes to, like, the year progressions, you know, then ha- have somebody come in and play it. Even in the early part, I mean, it's he's supposed to be a yeah, a kind of a dashing love interest, yeah. and I, I I don't know, I uh, I agree with you. Anyone else feel miscast? I do feel that um, I don't even know the actress that was played by Beth. That's a newcomer, uh, Eliza Scanlon. In the '94 version, was that Kirsten Dunst? Uh, no, that was Claire Danes. Okay, oh, right, right, right. Okay, yes. The, the I tragic mean, character. Well, yeah. The, I mean, Claire Danes just brought the sweetness, the sensibility. I mean, that was her, the giving, the the loving, you know. I mean, this was a mid-90s Claire Danes. I know. I mean, prime Claire Danes. And, 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 <laughs> so-called life Claire and Danes. This this actress, and, you know, she's, I, I've never seen her before. And, I haven't you know, either. I'm always, I'm always big on newcomers, right? Sure. Love newcomers. Um, but she just didn't do it for me. There is one good newcomer here, an actress we've seen before, in fighting with my family. You got Florence Pugh. Yeah. She plays Amy. Yeah. March. Which was miscast. I, I, I normally I like Florence Pugh a lot, and no, I, what they should have done because Amy was she, such a younger character in the book. They all look the same. First and foremost, they all look of the same age. Amy was not. Kirsten Dunst in the 94 Amy version. Amy was Kirsten as Dunst, a, as a young but brand. she got recast when she got older. Right, 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 as uh, Samantha Mathis. Yes. Yes, okay. And so in this little women's story, I mean, there was no age difference, I felt. They were all the same age. Well, how can you even tell the passage of time when the story is told out of order? Ugh, that's another thing. We haven't even really discuss that this this movie starts at the end it starts at the end and it just kind of cuts back and forth between timelines her telling her story to the publisher but then it cuts back and forth there's multiple timelines that it's cutting back and forth like three different timelines three different timelines so it why it cuts (laughs) to the future and then, or like it starts out in the future. Why and is then this it like memento? All the way to the past. And then it goes into the future past. I was shocked at just some of the things we were revealing right in the opening scenes. Yeah. Even just like her going to the publisher and getting her novel published. That's a major end of the end of the story reveal. Yeah. Right? And I feel like it only really has weight when you understand all the things she's but, gone but through. In, but in the book, like in the book, the, I mean, the publisher in the story in, in this little woman, I mean, it was a big part of the movie. He's like, and, a, yeah, he's like a chauvinist and this is, publisher. And this is a new character. This character was not in the book. It was not in the original. I mean, she did all of this via through Frederick. And Frederick is the one that gets the manuscript published. 
and he brings it to her when he comes to visit. That's how I remember it in the 94 version. That uh, is not how it happens in this version. Well, Greta is clearly tweaking this to kind of uh, push a, a more modernized, more more feminist uh, agenda. Yeah, but that's is that not, fair to say? But this, isn't, this isn't the time. I mean... It's, you, it's not you, the story you, for it. The story, push, the story doesn't need it. No, I mean, because it's already a feminist story. Sure. And it, it's... It, it's subtle. It, it's, it, it, it is it, subtle. It, it is subtle. And it's... It doesn't need to be in your face. It doesn't need it to be pushed. It wasn't written to be in your face and you know i i get so angry at directors or people that try to put in this major like feminist angle or this major you know um wokeness (laughs) very woke dialogue and and in the times like this was in the 20s or not even 20 no this was in the 1800s 1800s yeah the book was published like uh, 1868 i mean Come on. And this isn't like Marie Antoinette. No. Where we're kind of juxtaposing like yeah. some modern music with, you know, some old school imagery. No, she's kind of like trying to have her cake and eat it too. But that's not the time. Like that's in the 1800s. Yeah. They did not like talk like this. Woke, I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, yes, the I'm... Union just won the war over the South. We get it. And then they brought the dad back. And in and, and the book, the dad only comes back at the end. He comes back in the middle here, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, who the hell can tell? Because the he, story's out of order. And then he's in the whole entire second half of the movie. And I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> the dad wasn't even like a picture. And then the dad's played by Bob Oh, my Odeg- God. Bob like, seriously? So miscast. I'm sorry, people. I'm so passionate about this story because... It's a great this, story. I mean, this book got me to start loving reading and... You know, I, I read this when I was in fourth grade. This is my favorite book. Oh my god, I, I'm is in love with this book, and is this I, movie destroyed it for me? Revisiting the '94 version before watching this one, I you know by the end, I mean I'm I'm sitting on the couch, I'm crying. I mean that's how effective this yeah. story is. That's how well it holds up. It's not difficult at all to see why this is such a classic story and why it's been told so many times. I'm surprised Greta or other people, they don't try to, like, update the setting. I mean, I guess that's been done maybe a couple times. But this one, I mean, she keeps it in the 1800s. I'm surprised she didn't update the setting. That would be an interesting angle. I think it's probably because, like, the story really only maybe has relevance within that. No, not really. No? No. I I, I think you're right. No, that would have been an interesting angle. You know, and and everybody knows who listens to this podcast know I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I'm a big Emma Watson fan. She was not cast well in this movie. She's supposed to be the older sister, but she looks younger than Joe. She yeah, she still looks very uh, very young. Emma Watson. She just does not have that much presence. I am sorry. No, she does not have that not, much presence. Not not in this movie. She doesn't have not not in any movie. Oh, shut your face. The best thing this movie has going for it, casting-wise, I think, is Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, but she should have dyed her hair brown. Well, acting-wise, she she's solid. She was solid, She's yeah. solid. She's the best thing this movie has going for it. So overall, yeah, you were disappointed. Anything you did like? Is there anything you did like? I mean, obviously, the costumes were awesome. Sure. I mean, duh. Good good period detail. Right? Yeah. Good, good, um, good job with that. <laughs> I did like uh, The Mother. Laura Dern? Yeah. Sure. I, I thought she was... Good casting there. I mean, does she have any like memorable scenes? 
Like, is she given like any anything good to do? I mean, she nurses Beth back to health. Is that a, is that a good scene? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll just I'll have to say up front. Um, I did uh, blackout for an extended period. Uh, I don't know what would you say, 30, 40 minutes. Oh my god! Every time I was looking over, I was I was afraid that you were going to start snoring. I wanted to blackout. I know. I, I wanted a release from this movie. <laughs> About 20, 30 minutes in, when I realized that it's going to be like. Uh, the scenes are just going to be like chopped to confetti and then just like thrown at the screen and like some sort of like impressionistic collage. I'm like, I, I don't want this. I, I want out. <laughs> I just saw a better version of this. Make it stop. And so, yeah, when I felt myself nodding off, I think I even like turned to you and I'm like, we don't need to do an episode on this. We don't need to talk about this. I just, I wanted to get myself, I'm not getting paid to watch this. If I, if I want sweet, the sweet release of sleep. <laughs> Then give it to me, but I still, I woke up uh, with a, a good amount still left. So in all aspects, I'm probably not even qualified to really talk about this movie <laughs> because I, I did fall asleep, but um, I can talk about why I fell asleep <laughs> and just how, uh, what I saw compares to maybe the 94 version. Yeah. Like you said, there are some big casting issues and just... By jumbling the scenes out of order, I, I feel like this story loses all of its power. Yeah. All of its power. And that's why I, I felt myself nodding off real fast. This whole framing device of her, the publisher, and then you know revealing who Theo ends up with kind of real early on. Yeah. Just giving all these major, uh, major reveals away in the opening scenes, giving away <laughs> who he ends up with. Pretty early on, right? We get that's like one of the first scenes, right? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. And just uh, the storytelling, just right off the bat, because felt, that was supposed to be a surprise. Like that's one of the spoilers yeah, in the book. Is. It is. Is that you know who she ends up with? Yeah. And so, what are we doing? I mean, what, what, like, what is the creative benefit of chopping it up like this? Yeah, it's madness. I want to believe that it was decided early like within the screenplay phase we're gonna chop it all to hell and have the scenes out of order yeah but it feels like they decided late in the game like they were looking at it and it just wasn't working so they're like how can we make this more interesting yeah (laughs) we're just gonna chop it up and make it uh you know like a like a puzzle mystery that you have to piece together i don't think that approach works very rarely does it work to completely jumble the scenes of your narrative out of order Unless you're pulling a memento and, you know, the reveal of your story, you're saving it for the end, but it actually happens in the beginning. I mean, it's it very rarely does it work. <laughs> Mostly stories need to be told in, in like proper chronological order. Yeah. <laughs> Was there any rhyme or reason to the way the scenes played out? No. I mean, I didn't see any reason for it. To be like and that, except, and there's no transition, right? It just, just cuts you know, to another scene, yeah. and we don't know where that where well, the hell yeah, we are. Exactly, there was no like no okay, transition. Like, just wait, I two mean, years before, two years back. No, it's just kind of it, like the audience has to figure it out. Yeah, that's one of the basic jobs of a filmmaker is to make sure the audience knows scene to scene where in the story they are. Well, yeah, like at the beginning, it should job. be like present day, or just I don't know, tell it in an order. Then you don't need to put titles. I don't know. But um, but yeah, this uh, this was a big big old wipeout for me. Why don't we take a break and we come back? We'll get into spoilers for Little Women. Sounds good. All right, we're back and we're gonna get into spoilers for Little Women. 
There's not a whole lot to spoil here. I mean, um, you know, Beth March, uh, she dies yes. of an illness. I mean, that's, yes. I guess, the major spoiler. Well, she dies of scarlet fever. Well, so she first attracts scarlet fever by taking care of a, a, a family who lives in a cabin in the woods. There's like six people to like one bedroom house. And then they're taking food over there. And she she stays at home while everybody else goes off. And she's taking care of this family. And the baby comes down with scarlet fever. And she ends up catching it. And the baby actually dies with scarlet fever. And then Beth nearly dies. But they do end up bringing her back. But her heart... Is weak. It, it, it made her heart weak. And, and then she ended up passing. It's like a long illness. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, she was. She's been sick for a long time. Yeah. In the '94 version, you know, it's very sad. Her her passing. It's Claire Danes was like, oh my god. I mean, she she. The movie conveys that it's like the end of an era for the family, and it's and it's a big moment for the family. A, a, a big part of that story's power feels like the way it conveys the passage of time. Yeah. You feel how these characters change. I mean, they're. They mature by the end. I mean, they, they go th- they go through a lot, and we experience it with them. That feels like a very crucial part of why the story works. <laughs> but Greta, she she has uh, other plans. She doesn't like to play uh, things straight. Well, I mean, you know, a bit of a prankster. I mean, I just there there was nothing like the the Beth did not bring it. The actress that played Beth did not bring the Made emotional no rawness that she's going to die. Like she at the end, she's okay with it, and, and she's telling her sisters to live their life. And like, I, great I mean, moments I, I from I the '94 version. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm almost starting to cry now. It's it's powerful stuff when done right. Were there any tender deathbed <sighs> scenes in this one, or did I black out? No. <laughs> was I blacked out during those? <laughs> no, I don't remember there, any. There was, there was a there was a scene with Joe and Beth at the beach. That was supposed to be tender. Sure. But the beach never came up in the book or in the other movie. I mean, like the beach, this was a whole new set, a whole new scene. This was never a part of what they were, you know, because she was too weak. She was she was bedridden. And then yeah. getting her down the stairs during Christmas time to play the piano. And then the dad walks in. It's that, a big, big moment. That was a big moment. Just getting her downstairs and and... Oh my, oh my god. I was saying they missed all of this. It's just ugh. I was saying this to you afterwards. It felt like also um some chemistry was missing yeah. amongst the girls that you definitely felt in the 94 version uh, amongst those actors. You definitely felt a, a close camaraderie, uh like a sisterly bond that doesn't really uh, I didn't I didn't feel that here. Again, maybe I was passed out. Because during, like, maybe the they're all the scene. same age. You know, cuz Meg She's supposed to be the older sister, you know, the mother hen, you they know. All, yeah, like, they all do seem the same age They are the here. exact same age, and they're not. <laughs> Amy is a young girl. At the beginning of this movie, she's like eight. Well, they started her off at 22. <laughs> I mean, that's Greta uh, just making it her own. It feels like a lot of her quote-unquote choices are just like a lack of decisions yeah. and just laziness. <laughs> Well, and then and then Frederick. Frederick was supposed to be older. He is an older man that Joe falls in love with because of his brilliance. He's got three lines in this movie, and and, and it's telling it's telling <laughs> Joe that you know she she he didn't like her stories. 
Okay, well, we don't know. I mean, yeah, okay, he's a professor, but of what? Like, what <laughs> What do we know about Frederick? No, he's, he's a nothing in, in this movie. But he's such a big part of Joe's journey. He's played by Gabriel Byrne in the 94 version. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a significant significant character and 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 her character's yeah. life. Absolutely. Because I mean, he, they they have they've so much back and forth in the boarding house and and but then think, they do go out and you know, I think they they do have them dancing, but they're not talking. I think because in the original story he helps her and you know, he sort of leads her to like a happily ever after. Greta Gerwig didn't want to play into that. And she wanted Joe's success to be entirely independent. But it's not. It's, I feel like it's a fundamental misunderstanding of the story's themes. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what it feels like. But, but Frederick was such a, a, a pivotal moment. I mean, it, it taught her how to. Yeah, he's a crucial to, character in the journey of, of, of hers. Yeah. yeah, and it's, and I don't know, when I, when I was rewatching it, it's like, it's such a relief that he's not like a jerk or like an abuser in any kind of way or a user. He's like a genuinely decent guy. And he Who genuinely, actually tells her the truth and, and and not what she wants to hear. He helps her to be a, a, a better artist. A better a, writer. Yeah. A, a deeper writer. Talking about, you know, putting something that she actually knows and, and putting it on paper and really digging in deep. And we just didn't get all of that i mean we got greta like didn't want to greta didn't want to give that credit i guess to a male character i think is is but it the justification just for him it. though like joe could have given up and could have went on a merry way and married somebody or still done her little stories in the newspaper i mean you know she they didn't have to have that character arc but there was I can't. I can't explain half of the choices that, that were made in this movie, but um, I guess I'm just a loyalist. Like I, I know this movie is a you know big success, and you know a lot of people love it, and I love the book <laughs> so much that you know people change the story. I mean, Greta claims like this was personal for her. I mean, like what? What do you think was about like what she put on screen? Like what do you think was personal for she her? She probably took Joe. And made it her. She really focuses on Joe's again, publishing of the book. That's the, such a heavy focus of this version. And I get it. And, and Greta's talking about this female, female, female. And the story, that's like an afterthought. Yeah. Almost. I mean, it's like the tail end, like the button of a story, kind of. And here's the main focus. Yeah. You know, Greta is all about the feminist and, you know, from a female's perspective and point of view. And But she married her director at Greenberg. I don't, and think, they've, they've I don't are, think they're married. I okay, think they, they they've have been a kid, together have a for eight together. years. And, <laughs> you know, they have a kid together now. It's like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I he's mean, probably I, helped her <laughs> get into the director's chair. I'm sure giving he her... He did, because he, uh, you know, she's acting. <laughs> and Francis Ha, like... I'm sure giving her her break in Greenberg did not hurt. But yeah, I mean that's that's their business. I mean whatever. But I know and I understand. The feminist themes feel forced. But, no matter what, it feels forced in this movie. But in the book, it but doesn't. she's taking away Frederick. She's taken away. Her, You're right though. Joe's like, inspiration. Noah Baumbach presumably is a big inspiration. Yeah. In her life. Yes. Why wouldn't she incorporate that aspect into Little Women? Exactly. Who the, who the hell knows? There's got there's like this woke agenda that has to be pushed. We got to sideline dudes. And I just I just don't agree with that. 
I don't either. And again, it just it feels like a like a fundamental misunderstanding of the book's main themes. And, and what, I'm surprised she didn't make one of them a lesbian. I mean, I mean, let, let's be real. Like, if you're going to go there, like, go there. It could be like one of them maybe uh, is closeted in the and like it could have been it could have been Beth and she died and we don't even know. <laughs> But maybe she'll come back and say she was a lesbian later. You know, we'll see. No, but an interesting storyline could be like modern day, you know, middle class family whose dad is off in Iraq. And then you have these four (laughs) girls. One's, you know, graduating college. One's going into college. One's starting high school. And then one's in middle school. And then having a female character. And then, ha- like, well, saying that same How does Beth die story. in the modern version? I think there have been she modern could, versions, she but they haven't have been... cancer. Can't, okay. It's like early cancer? hmm Leukemia. It's messed up. But then they but could, I can see it. I can picture it. But, like, in the modern world, then you can be woke. Then you can be... <laughs> Well, I mean, you see, then you can sure. incorporate. You can, you modern, can modernize it. You can modernize it across the board. Yeah, modern culture into it. Don't try to put modern culture into a story in the eighteen hundreds. Like it's just not going to work for me. Going back to like Sofia Coppola, I mean, the best example I've seen of that sort of juxtaposing, you know, modern with the old school was Maria Antoinette. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good job with uh, Kristen Dunst. Dunst. Kristen, uh, Kristen Dunst. Yeah. yeah, and that I mean that was a. Uh, uh, that's an example of kind of having it both ways yeah. a little bit. The characters were still true to the period, you know. It's just she would have these postmodern touches, like the music and yeah. whatnot. But the characters were still true to the period. So what? Uh, what grade would you give this? Oh God, a D. I'm with you on it, <laughs> but you didn't I, even see it. Well, I'm the lucky one. I would love to be here and say, "Hey, dudes, give this movie a shot." Like even Take though it's, your ladies, even though like, it's called Little go. Women, you might think you might not like it. I'm here to tell you, you're gonna like it. I I can't say that. Like dudes should stay far away from this movie. Uh, I, yeah, women. I think younger girls will enjoy this. I think so too. Yeah, I can't imagine like older fans of the book who who really know the book well are gonna take a, a liking to this over the '94 version. Yeah. Oh, God. The 94 version is just so strong. Well, and that's why, yeah, I'm not. That one exists, you know, and it still feels modern enough. You it know? does. I mean, it's in the 90s. It's, it, it holds up really great. We didn't even talk about Aunt Marsh. Meryl Streep is in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> da, da, da. Was she good in this? I, she, I, I couldn't, t- I couldn't tell you. In. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like she was just sitting down. She phoned it in. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, she maybe had three scenes. Yeah. Which that's, was probably... That, that's why we're not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. It's Meryl Streep. She's sitting in chairs, saying some lines, taking a check. There you go. But no, anyone who like who walks out of this movie and is like, like what the hell did I just watch? Give the 94 version yeah. a shot. Go home, watch that version, and I, I think you'll get what, like, what makes this story great. I guess, like, I feel like all of Greta Gerwin's, like, just dialogue and all this is just whiny. Like, she really portrays the girl. It felt as whiny, whiny here. It felt whiny here. I, I, again, I just gave Lady Bird a rewatch. I like that movie. Whiny. I thought I was, like, in a pretty good place to enjoy this movie, having enjoyed previous Little Women and Lady Bird. I was real curious to see what Greta was going to do with this. 
And it turns out she was just going to like chop it into nonsense <laughs> <laughs> and completely miscast it. Completely. So, um, yeah, like, this a good day movie? I would say negatory. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of a for, dumb question. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess it's a no brainer, but I mean, you know, who knows? I Your mean, day passed out. My date did pass out. I mean, yeah, ladies, bring bring your gal pals, but, you know, let your dude watch something else. Yeah, take him to go Star Wars. Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. That's Little Women, written and directed by Greta Gerwig. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast, and you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya.